Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. And Carl from Building the Broncos is joining me. And Carl was telling me just right before the show started a year ago. On this day, Carl filled in for Nick. Um, So here we are, small world, just a year later. We got to chalk it up a lot during the draft, but it's good to have you on MHI, Carl. Thanks for filling in. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm on time this time. Last uh, last year it was graduation weekend. That's why I know cuz it's graduation weekend again today. And I remember you texting saying, "Hey, you you about here? You going to get in here?" <laughs> and I was out in the country at somebody's party and my wife was freaking out cuz I was driving back like a maniac and uh, <laughs> thankfully didn't run into any cops or anything like that, but anyway, I made it on time today. So I'm excited to talk with all of you get in here for this Mile High Insiders. And Luke, it's always fun to pair up with you, buddy. Yeah, man, it's been a minute. It's something we've talked about. <clears throat> Excuse me, Nick and I, too. It's like, oh, man, we got to get Carl even on here just for a little guest segment. But our guy Dylan, I don't know if you've seen Carl. Dylan's been pumping it out on the on the Mile High Huddle digital end where we are writing all kinds of fun, exciting stuff. Guys, be sure to head on over to milehighhuddle.com and check out some of Dylan's work. Released a few articles this week. I was really, really pumped to read about them. So thank you, Dylan. And Dylan saying, sup, Broncos country. Make sure that you hit that like button on the way in. And please subscribe if you haven't already. You guys are listening to MHI with Carl and Luke tonight on Saturday night. We're going to rock through some Broncos rookie minicamp that's been going on. And, of course, we've got to get to the big story of, of the week, really, with Jerry Judy, right? National headlines, getting arrested, charges, uh, should he have been arrested, what that fallout is, all kinds of updates we're going to give you guys because Kathy's saying, I'm a little out of the loop. What did he allegedly do? We're going to get to all of that, so stay tuned. Uh, but Carl, just raw reaction, man. Not what the Broncos need, right? You don't need these kind, yeah. kind of headlines, but – Certainly sounds like things could have been worse. We'll get into it. But just your initial reaction when you figure out, hey, I'm on Twitter. I'm getting all these alerts. Jerry Judy just got arrested by Arapahoe County Sheriff. I mean, obviously, it's it's never good. And, of course, one of the biggest headlines people put up then was Broncos tied with the Vikings for most arrests since 2000 with like 55 arrests. And so it, it's something they definitely need to work on. Um you know, it, it's also one of those things you always have to wait till all the evidence comes out. You, you don't want to jump to too many conclusions on things. And Paul, thank you very much for, for coming in here, buddy. Always love seeing you saying hello, Luke and MHH Kansas Comet Carl and Broncos country. <laughs> hello, Scott. And uh, appreciate that very much, Paul. But but yeah, up, it's you, you see that kind of headline and your first reaction is, ah, crap, here we go. You know, you got all this excitement for the Broncos this season. And this is something that could easily derail it. Like, I understand injuries happen. Those are going to happen. But these are something that guys can control. They can control not getting arrested. They can control not being (laughs) stupid. And here he is going out and doing something stupid. Yeah, doing something stupid. Um, You can't make George Payton happy with these type of headlines. And I I immediately shift to Russell Wilson, right? Because this is why this man was brought here. Other than to win a championship, how do you get there? excuse me, you get there by um, developing a culture, a trust, a love, a brotherhood, a bond with each other. Super Bowl teams just don't come together and win. There has to be that common bond. And this is where I think you need to look at Russell Wilson here in the aftermath. Uh, It's hard, like you said, to judge the entire situation when the facts are continually being revealed as we speak. But I would Imagine Russell Wilson, a man who is very strong in his faith, his family, uh, the things that he he believes in, his principles. 
is going to support Jerry Judy and try to get him through this, as are the rest of his teammates. Coach Nathaniel Hackett talked a little bit about it yesterday. We will get into that. Um, but Jerry Judy, I, I think regardless of the headline, whether it be an arrest, a cryptic tweet, there's somewhat of a cringeworthy aspect when it comes to Jerry Judy and Broncos country right now. And a lot of that has been because of the underperforming, some of the dramatics. So this certainly didn't help. Yeah, that, that's that's for sure. And uh, I, I guess we can get into a little bit of what he was actually charged with. Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact wording. Yeah, I got it. I got it right here. So okay, Jerry, you go for it. Yeah. So Jerry Judy, 23 years old. Right. And that's sometimes a little bit of a trip for me, man, because we're old men now. And you're looking at these kids in the NFL. The 23 years old was arrested on Thursday at uh, his suburban home after his girlfriend reported that he had locked some of her belongings and items for the baby in his car, preventing her from returning to Virginia. Jerry Judy was arrested on suspicion of second degree criminal tampering with a domestic violence enhancer, a misdemeanor, and had to spend the night in Arapahoe County Jail until he could appear before a judge because of the enhancer. Now, that's a bunch of stuff, right? And I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't go to law school, Carl, but it sounds like it was a domestic dispute, right, between yep. a couple which happens. Uh, it, it happens to the best of us. It happens to the worst of us. It's good to hear when I'm reading that, and I'm not trying to dress it up, but my raw reaction, I don't see violence. I don't see yeah. hands on each other either way, and that makes me feel a little bit better, a lot better about the situation, but it sounds like a he said, she said kind of fight. She might have taken his phone. He took her wallet. I mean, we've been there, right? But at 23 years old, Come on, man. There are those in Broncos country shaking their heads saying, really, this is what we're doing here. Uh, it's odd, to say the least. Yeah, it sounds like even she went before the judge and said she wants to drop all charges. So, I mean, if we're, we're looking at. Is he going to be suspended or anything like that? Yeah, Eric saying they overacted. Judy will be fine. Carry on. I doubt he gets suspended for this unless there's another incident that happens down the road or there, there's more to the story than what's been put out there already. But at this point, like you said, there is no violence, which is great to hear. You know, when you see domestic violence, I mean, it has the word violence in it. So you kind of think there's, there's got to be some violence. But I guess Colorado has some of the strictest domestic violence laws out there, from what I understand, in the country. That's right. Yeah, um, that's right. And it's it's uh, I used to work in the fire in the fire department and my dad's a chief and and working closely with law enforcement. I can tell you that a, a lot of times officers and, and for procedures to be followed, it's the he said, she said kind of effect. And sometimes to be safe, it's better to separate individuals in those kind of situations. But the arrest is what really seems to have people um confused including myself and harvey steinberg who we all know here in broncos country he defends them all uh he's a very uh high esteemed lawyer in colorado and represents large legal uh celebrity athlete clients if you will and he was saying look i, I don't think they they had any right to really arrest him they could have separated him they could have asked him to come in but the arrest seemed a little odd having him sit overnight in Arapahoe County, you know, jail seemed a little odd. Um, when you're watching the news footage of Jerry Judy, your first round pick heading into what his third year being ushered away by Harvey Steinberg in his car and Broncos facilities just on the other side. It's not a good look for what we're yeah. ramping up for a Super Bowl run here, Carl. I mean, uh, there are those that are going to say those number 10 jerseys. Um, my kid's not going to wear it. Right. And we're going into that whole wormhole, too. Mm -hmm. But um, it's just the fact of the matter is, man, he got arrested. It yeah. is what it is. And and you hope because it, it looks like he's probably going to come out of this pretty unscathed. You hope that this is kind of that wake up call, that that just scare moment that just says, oh, my gosh, this is real. Like people are, are watching. People are paying attention to everything that's going on. Um, you know, if news hadn't broke out. Probably nobody would know about this. I mean, obviously right. nobody would know about this. But I mean, for most people, these kind of incidents, people don't know that this has actually happened. But as a professional athlete, you got to realize everything's going to be scrutinized that you do. Yeah. And when it comes to contract talks down the road, you're, you're affecting mm -hmm. your money. And so, he, like I said, I hope this is a wake-up call. It's kind of like Von Miller. He had to have some wake-up calls along the way. Uh, you know, he had 
his incident where he got suspended was that his third year too? I mean, that was in 2013. For so yeah, that would have been his weed, pop for the weed. Yeah, I think his and first tampering thing. tampering and, with the uh, samples as and well. And then and then I think he had some unpaid parking tickets too uh-huh. that like <laughs> led to a warrant. I think and then he yep. turned himself in. So yeah, uh, definitely a mess. Something that he can't not come back from. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, he's going to be all right, but you don't want to see a pattern. That's what Amy's saying right here, saying, look, if this was the only thing, yeah, but it has to become a pattern. I hope this is a wake-up call. He needs to stop messing around. Right. And I'm hoping it's a wake-up call for maybe the whole family and not right. to get too personal about it, but anytime there's children involved, I mean, you're a father, I'm a father, we're in platforms of responsibility. It's good to see that the child was safe among um tense moments and it's always tough to try to shield some of those arguments from your kids it just it is what it is but you've got to try as parents to be on the same team and i think that's what you're going to see with jerry judy and the broncos now listening to nathaniel hackett speak about jerry judy yesterday what was your overall impression because i felt like coach was very supportive he still had that energy we're still getting used to nathaniel hackett but it seems like he kind of went out of his way to back number 10 yeah, and, and you you love that as a coach to see that he's going to support his players in these kind of difficult moments because it's easy to support somebody, support somebody when they're on top. You know, oh, yeah, you're doing great. But when tough times come, who sticks around? And if you got your coach that's sitting there willing to listen and say, okay, what's going on? Talk to me, uh, and we're going to help you through this, whatever we need to do. You know, mentor him. Yeah, Judy needs a mentor. You, you kind of hope that that can maybe be Nathaniel Hackett uh, a little bit as a coach, but also you're hoping some players can step up. Justin Simmons, uh, Russell Wilson, you know, some of these guys that can kind of help him out along the way. Um, he he well, needs and, that. And look at that. As you're saying that, Carl, I'm thinking, is he the only father in the wide receiver room? Because I think a lot of people would say, well, look at Timmy Pats and look at Cortland Sutton. And I'm not sure that either of those gentlemen have children. I could be completely wrong, but yeah, when you and Jerry Judy's a new dad, right? He's taking a new step in not only his career, but his life too. And these are things where I think a good mentor, Russell Wilson, could could come in here and, yeah. and really kind of scoop Jerry Judy up. And it's tough because I think you've got those like Mike, who's one of our biggest supporters, who's an Alabama diehard, right? So he knows Jerry Judy. He's used to getting Jerry Judy on the television and seeing this good kid and coming from a good home with a good mom. And everyone knows this, the tragic story of his sister passing away. And, uh, you know, it, we want to like Jerry. We really do. So I think Broncos country is ultimately going to reset and kind of simmer down just a little bit. But Russell Wilson, this is why you're here, man. And that's what Gio's saying. Russ is the ultimate mentor. And that's just it. But as you know, Carl, in order for someone to lead, you've got to have someone to follow, too. So is Jerry Judy willing to move onward and upward or is this just kind of let's brush it to the side and keep moving? I would hope he takes the the situation that might be a little tougher, a little awkward at first. But you will see it's a very forgiving fan base in Broncos country. Yeah. We got Paul coming in saying Judy needs Luke and Carl, both the best guys ever. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Oh, man. You know, I, I'd love be... to mentor him. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be awesome. I feel old. I think that's the only reason I could mentor him. I'm not so sure I'm as wise as you, Carl, but uh, yeah, I'm an old man compared to Jerry Judy. It's crazy, though, seeing these Alabama cats. And I even thought about Pat Sertant, too. I mean, these cats know each other. They went to college together. Now they're playing on this pro team together. You look at Kareem Jackson, there's another Alabama guy for you, Mike. I mean, so. Nick Saban, what's going on over there in Alabama? And I know we could take take some jokes there about that wide receiver draft class and things like that. But um, I, I think ultimately this this too will pass. It, it really will. And I think it's a good thing that um, it wasn't worse, right? right? The physical violence is something that there is no excuse for it ever. Uh, George Payton's trying to take this team that's – for sale, by the way. I mean, come on, guys, trying to lock down a sale here. Not that this is going to stop a sale or anything like that, but the timing of it is never good. It's the off season. We were talking about that right before popping on the on the show. I was even talking to my dad saying, man, it's tough because this time of year, you're starting to look for trouble or oh, expect trouble. And back in the day, right, the reporters before we got into this business used to call the newspaper art the newspaper article 
journalists and reporters, they used to call the sheriff's department, call these jails, try to figure out if anyone was booked of, of celebrity status or professional athlete status. And now you've got this little thing called Twitter <laughs> yep. and it's just the fastest news stream or way that you can truly get any sort of information in real time. And that's completely changed the world. Yeah. And, and like I said, we're, we're going to learn a lot about Jerry Judy this season. I mean, we, we knew that before this arrest was going to happen. And Paul said, I'm so old. My first <laughs> tablet was stone. There you go, it. bud. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to learn a lot. Just not only his ability to play with a good quarterback. Can he go out and be the star that was supposed to be that top 15 pick that he was? Uh, can he rise above this kind of moment? Or is this where you see that downhill trend? You know, like I said, Von Miller, he had where he had like three different incidents right in a row. Like it just all kind of started just building to, to something bigger. Like each of them individually, not too big of a deal. The tampering with samples and trying to bribe uh, the, the sample collector or whatever, that, that was bad. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. parking tickets, okay, yeah, you can learn from that. Just don't be stupid. Get your guy that you're supposed, it's supposed to pay all those things. Make sure he's getting that all done. Uh, you're good there. And, and yeah, some people talked about DeMarcus Ware getting in there, helping him out. That's true. And like I said, we hope that Russell Wilson can be that for him. It doesn't have to be a wide receiver to, to be his mentor. I know DeMarcus Ware was an edge player. Von Miller was an edge player, but you can have a quarterback that can go out there and be a great mentor for them. Peyton Manning was a great mentor to DT, to Emmanuel Sanders, to Eric Decker, you know, all those guys, they looked up to him. And, and so we can have the same thing with, with Russell and, and I, I know he'll do that. I know he he's one that wants to devote time and energy to building up players, you know, both both personally and professionally. And go, go ahead. No, you talk about as you were saying that it doesn't have to be a wide receiver. Another name just popped into my head. What about Coach Zakazani? This guy is like he's primed to be an offensive coordinator at some point. I mean, he just can't. He's like a bad penny that Denver can't get rid of that. They absolutely love. Um this guy is beloved by everybody in that organization, even the defensive players. I mean, when you've got defensive players and veterans, hardened veterans like Kareem Jackson um, gravitating towards the wide receivers coach, that would make you think Coach Z would probably grab Jerry Judy up and say, look, this is what we're doing. And sometimes that's the type of leadership that you need. There's the type of leadership where you can ask questions, you can be sensitive to their needs. And there's also the type of leadership where you can be very direct and saying, this is what we're going to do. And sometimes people respond best to that. If anybody knows Jerry Judy, it's Coach Zakazani because he's yeah. with the man almost every single day. Coach Zakazani is also a father, as I'm trying to think about it here a little bit. So I think I think those things are definitely fair. And Jay, I, I hear you. And we're continuing to reiterate there was no physical abuse. The police absolutely did clear that up. And something that I also like to see, too, was that the, the police did say in their tweet, the Arapahoe County Sheriff's Department, that uh, Jerry Judy was innocent until proven guilty. And I want to reiterate that and support that over and over again, because I, like you, am a very proud American and we have um, our unalienable rights. And this is one of those innocent until proven guilty. And these details are continuing to come out. You mentioned earlier that his girlfriend is requesting that the charges be dropped. And I think it's a learning lesson for them as well. It's embarrassing. You've got a little bit of egg on your face. That's okay because you can clean egg off of your face. You yep. can't clean bruises or battered people or God forbid someone other than an adult was hurt. But those things didn't happen, and you've got to feel okay about that. This was surely like the best case scenario. I feel weird saying that with this arrest, but anytime you hear Broncos player arrested, no bond, I'm like, oh, no. What's this going <laughs> to look like? And yeah. all we can do is speculate on Twitter, myself included, right? I'm yep. out there saying I'm the guy right here. I'm, I'm the clown out there saying, here we go. On the scheduled release day, Jerry Judy's worried, worried about getting released himself, you know, from, from the jail. I don't need that. I don't need that. We got primetime games. It's back. Jerry Judy, man, we need you this year. Russell Wilson is here because of you. You're part of this team. And – I still think you're going to see kids repping number 10. I still think you're going to see Jerry Judy connecting with the fan base. And maybe that's it because Amy brought up a good point saying, look, when you're not scoring touchdowns last year, it's hard to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, at least on the field. And I'm with you there. 
But I don't know that Jerry Judy has really made a connection with this fan base, whether that yeah. be in Twitter. I'm sure he does great work with, with folks all over the city, but I just haven't seen it. What do yeah. you what do you make of that? Do you think there's a relationship there? Or do you think it's still kind of forming and building as Broncos country and Jerry Judy kind of get to know each other? It's not quite what you would hope. I mean, it's not like Justin Simmons, who is one of the most well-spoken Broncos out there, obviously out there in the community doing great things. Uh, you know, he's kind of the, the face of the defense that you want out there. Jerry Judy, he's kind of an immature guy. I don't know if you watched any of his videos that he's put out there. There's a lot of like, like he looks like he's still that teenager wanting to be the college kid and yeah. uh he is. You're right. 23. He's still a young guy. We have to keep that in mind it's that there's going to be there, there's going to be some maturity issues coming in. And and so, yeah, like I said, I hope this is that growing up moment. You hope having a kid, you know, just had his first kid. That That's a huge moment. You you know that. I know that like life hits you hard in that moment. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is I got to take care of this kid now. It's not about me. It's now about this kid. So you hope that that's a wake up call. You hope again. Now this arrest First time getting arrested, I think. Mm. You hope that's that that wake up call of man. I just spent a night in jail because I, I made some stupid decisions, and and so you're you're hoping along the way both these things just make him become a greater player because he's more mature, more focused, more ready to to take on all that that is ahead of him. And and yeah, this is also kind of a contract year for him in the sense of they they make a decision on his fifth year contract yeah. if they're going to pick that up or not after this season. And so there's a lot riding on this moment. And, and the Broncos have said, hey, we're going to give you everything possible to go be successful. We've improved the offensive line. We've obviously improved the quarterback position. So we're, we're looking good here. You could go and have one of the best seasons of any wide receiver in football for 2022. It's all right before you if you go take it. And, and so you, you just hope, again, that wake-up call, is, as Riptide says, wake-up call, y'all, acting like he's been in trouble a lot. He, he's not. You're right. He's not been in a whole lot of trouble. But mm -hmm. it, it's still worth talking about because, again, he, he's in that contract year. You hope your first-round picks turn into second-contract kind of guys. You don't take them in the first round to say, see you later after four years. So <laughs> you, you want this guy to be a star. Or at least even maybe a trade piece for next year as well. You know, if he goes has has a great yeah. season, he could become one of the most valuable trade pieces for the Broncos. We just saw wide receivers getting traded for first round picks left and right in this last draft. So the Broncos need him to be great for many different reasons. Jerry Judy needs to be great for for himself for many reasons as well. Yeah, it's tough for Broncos country when they're seeing other receivers just absolutely excel, like Justin Jefferson, right, who's become one of the best in the league. And I see you guys. I see you on Facebook. I'm Bear with me. I'm, I'm trying to run the ones and twos here. So I'm sorry if you guys didn't get the notifications for MHI tonight. Nick is off. Carl is sitting with me and riding. We are off and rolling, talking Jerry Judy, news of the week, getting arrested. His girlfriend wants him to drop the charges. Uh, domestic dispute, nonviolent. Let's go ahead and say that where wallets and phones were stolen and locked in cars and there was drama and lawyers are stating people shouldn't have been arrested. And here we are. It's the offseason. Who said the NFL offseason's boring, Carl? We uh, <laughs> we're kicking it off here in Broncos country. And the other the other kind of interesting aspect for Jerry Judy is, yeah, him and the fan base are getting to know each other, but I'm seeing it a little bit in the in the chat here and. Buck Lau is coming in saying, despite his skill set, Jerry Judy doesn't seem like a fit culturally in Denver. I know he's young, but he has to get better mentally. And that's an interesting comment because it kind of supports the previous question that we we're trying to answer of is is Jerry Judy and the fan base trying to connect and Jerry Judy's a Southern cat, right? And very proud of his roots and everything. But you see a lot of those cats here on this on this football team and across the NFL. So I don't know if it's a culture thing. It could be a personality thing. I know he was very excited to get drafted by the Broncos. He loves being here. I don't think he wants to be anywhere else now that Russell Wilson's here. Um, but he's young, man, 23. I All the stupid things I did at 23, and it wasn't that long ago now that I think about it. I'm going to be 31. So it wasn't that long ago. And thank God I wasn't a first-round wide receiver who was being scrutinized over every little move because that's tough. It's easier for me to sit on a podcast and sometimes issue some criticism because that's our job. But 
to live that would be very, very hard. Um, not saying that's an excuse or you should feel sorry for these guys. They deserve it because they get paid so much. It would just be tough if I'm being completely honest. And I don't know when the details are going to be completely revealed, what the legal process is going to look like. But I think Broncos country is very eager to hear from Jerry Judy. I don't know when that'll be, but the Broncos like to get players out and get them in front of things and move on. Yeah. Um, even going back to looking at Kareem Jackson, a lot of talk about forgive and forget. Kareem Jackson got arrested a few years ago for, um, I don't want to say DUI because I think it was driving, it was driving while impaired or something like that. It wasn't a complete DUI. And him and the Broncos were able to work something out where the news was released at the end of the year. He served a two game suspension and then another two games rolled over the following season. Talk about forgive and forget. He's came back for two contracts since then in yeah. Kareem Jackson. And so it's not like Jerry Judy's out there driving drunk, trying to kill anybody or anything like that. But I would just imagine that the Broncos want to get him in front of this sooner rather than later. And the PR team does a fantastic job of getting these guys and putting them in front of a microphone saying, look, you got to take one. And by taking one, I, I mean, you got to take at least one or two tough questions. And we ask soft questions in this market. <laughs> I'm saying myself included. I mean, this isn't like Philly or New York where people are just cutthroat and just savages in the media. This Broncos media is extremely team friendly. And I don't think Jerry Judy is going to have a huge amount of egg on his face in the long run. Yeah. And, and I like, uh, who was it was saying, you know, Oh, here, Riptie saying, we don't need to hear from him. Let it be actions speak louder than words anyway. You're okay. right. I mean, the, the actions are going to be the more important part of it. I, I don't mind him getting in front of the media, like you said, and answering a few questions, but then he's got to go back it up. Back it up on the field of producing a great season, backing it up as, as a father, backing it up as, as a member of this community, all those kind of things. So, uh, like I said, I, I think he can still go be a great player for the Broncos. I think he can still go have an incredible NFL career. He's got all the skills in the world to go be one of the top 15 receivers in football. That, there's no question about that. Uh, he's just got to commit himself to it and say, that's what I want. And I'm going to make sure that that is exactly what happens. And so uh, I, I was trying to think, you know, you're talking about his personality, just not mixing with Denver. I was trying to think of any player that reminds me of him personality wise. That's mm. been with the Broncos before. He's and, very soft spoken. Right, Jerry Judy, yeah. like, like, try describing Jerry Judy, and I'll open this up to Broncos country in the chat. Describe him with some adjectives, because he doesn't. I don't think he likes necessarily all the attention all the time. I really yeah. don't. I think he's he can be a little flamboyant at times, but heck, that's you have to be if you're a receiver. But yeah. I, I just he's an odd receiver. I think we're trying to figure him out. Yeah, I was the the name that kept coming to my mind was Julius Thomas. You know, he, he was kind of quiet, but at the same time, like he had kind of a big personality on the field. Like when he'd make a big play, like you just saw it. If I'm the man out he here. He had some alpha dog to him. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know that Jerry has that. Yeah, I, I guess we're, we're fixing to find out. Part of it, I think, has been just not having a quarterback to take advantage of his skill set. He hasn't been yeah. able to make the big plays like you saw there at Alabama where, you know, the ball's getting out in front of him and he's actually able to run with the football. I, I can't wait to watch that this year. That, that's going to be a big thing of just seeing him take a 10-yard 10 10 pass and turn it into a 40-yard play. Uh, he had a few of those, but Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, they were not great quarterbacks <laughs> for him. And we got Steve no. Hearn coming in saying, Jerry should have to talk to the rookies about avoiding these situations. Yeah, I, maybe that's something you do. Tell them, hey, you got to go talk to the rookies and tell them, this is how I messed up. And I don't want you guys to go down the same path. You know, I, I think it's always great to have those rookies who just got handed millions of dollars, have as many people talk to them and say, hey, here's the mistakes I've made. Uh, I was talking to my wife the other day about Antonio Cromartie. You remember him? Oh, had man. like 15 you, kids. Yeah, and he couldn't name them. Dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'd be a great one to, hey, you know, I know you're going to these clubs, but that doesn't mean you have to. Yeah, to do was, all these bad things. I, that was like the all-time – I think that was hard knocks with the New York Jets, right? And yeah. I think Rex Ryan was the head coach, and that's right when he got in trouble too. And like – so that was the best 
hard knocks, I think, of all time, just because it was a complete you-know-what show. Uh, Travis, I see you, man, asking, what's going on with Facebook? I, I says it's up, man. It says it's green check marks. I'll try to work some things on my back end here, but bear with us. Um, the platform is always a little screwy when uh, you don't have someone that knows what they're doing with the ones and twos on it. But we are on it, and by on it, I mean it's MHI tonight with Luke and Carl. We appreciate you guys rocking with this Broncos country. Please head on over to the mothership at milehighhuddle.com. To find all of our written, digital, our video, our podcast access, all of those things. There's no subscription free fees or anything like that. Um, people work while we sleep. That's the coolest part about yeah. this. Like, like our, like our guy right over across the pond. Our guy Keith, man, he's literally we're sleeping and he's putting out all these Broncos stories. So by the time I wake up, I can't even get to him because he's got the work done. Head on over to mahihuddle.com. Again, check out Dylan Von Arks as well. Our guy, you know him, you love him. He's one of our Super Chat superstars. Well, he's more than that now because he's pumping out all kinds of articles for us on mahihuddle.com. So head on over. You can find Carl at Carl Domler, MHH. Yours truly at Luke Patterson, LP. And then again, that's the mothership at mahihuddle. And it looks like we've got some dissension. Imagine that. Uh, in the in the chat here where people are kind of arguing over Jerry Judy. And this is a topic that I think we're a little, at least for me, I'm going to speak for myself. It's awkward to talk about because this is not what I got in this business to do is talk yeah. about athletes getting arrested. I would much rather talk about what routes I want to see him run this year. And let's see which cornerbacks he's going to match up with in the AFC West uh training camp talk about training camp matchups i mean i can't wait to see him and pastor tan but here we are because this is going to affect the broncos season once this investigation's done you're going to wonder what the broncos are going to do for punishment if any and then the league if any um it's just one of those situations. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know if we're going to have a new owner before all this stuff is figured out. And that is very much ongoing as well. Um, it's just an odd time of year because this is usually reserved for quiet stories, right? Rookie yeah. mini camp this week. That's it. No. Yeah. Jerry Judy, you're starting first round wide receiver arrested. You got the Broncos trying to get sold. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. You got some guy named Russell Wilson, the new intern down there this summer at training camp. I mean, schedule release, five prime primetime games. Um, absolutely crazy. Let's spin it a little bit to the schedule, Carl, because I know you were on Tuesday on Building the Broncos, but you didn't get to react to the schedule then. We had a few leaks here and there, but uh, man, first game, Monday night in Seattle. That's going to be super exciting. How are you feeling about the first game of the year for the Broncos that that's who I was hoping for uh for for a few different reasons one I kind of like to start off the season on the road it means then you got more home games to kind of finish out although the Broncos were going to have less home games this year because of, of the schedule but one of those kind of gets negated because of the game over in London so it's not really home or away game but the reality is like I said starting off on the road gives you more home games to move forward two I like catching Seattle early on drew lock. One of his problems, if he's going to be the starter, we don't know if it'll be him or Geno Smith, but he's not ha. the quickest. He's not the quickest learner. Uh, so he kind of, usually some of his best games are those last six, seven games of the season. So yeah. if you want to catch drew lock, catch him week one, where he's still trying to get used to the playbook, get used to other players. Uh, and, and I think, you know, with the Broncos being healthy, get Russell Wilson, get that game out of the way. So he's not having to think about it for the rest of the season, you know, just get his return back to Seattle out of the way. And so, like I said, I'm excited for that. And, and I think it's one of the more winnable games on the schedule. I'm not going to say that they're guaranteed to win, but I think it's one of the more winnable ones. And if you can start off on a good note, um, yeah, Rich Eisen is saying Seattle's going to run all over us and win. What rich? Yeah, rich. let me let uh, me uh, bring DJ Jones to you, buddy. <laughs> Let's see how he does against against them. Uh, you know, you got Josie Jewell coming back, another great run defender, and Rich 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 coming in saying good evening, both of you. What's Same up, to you, Rich. Um, so, like I said, I, I like that game. I like that it's prime time. You know, as the season goes on, probably Seattle's not going to be in the running, so that wouldn't have been a prime time game really moving forward after Week One. 
but uh, but right there off the bat, get the Broncos big game right off, you know, get that monkey off the back, and then go to Houston and and you hope, hey, you're starting season two and zero. Oh. You're hoping the rest of the division kind of cannibalizes itself because you got that division game between the I think is is it the Chiefs and the Chargers. That's right. So one of them's gonna most likely lose unless you got a tie, which still works in the Broncos' favor. Um, and so yeah, the Broncos, I think they can get an early roll going. The easier part of the schedule is the beginning for sure. You know, San Francisco, tough game, but I think it's still definitely winnable. Then the Raiders at in LA or or Las Vegas, sorry. Um, you know, another big one, but I, I think the Broncos stand a pretty good chance. Then you got Indy. I, I think they're an underrated team this year, but I think the Broncos, I, I think they just got more star power than what Indy brings to the table. And uh, that the end of the schedule, though, those last five games, man. Oh, dude, oh. the gauntlet, the gauntlet, man. Yeah, the it's Broncos gonna be will tough. be tested going into the playoffs. Yeah, Seattle. I like what you said. Play them early because Seattle's a tough place to play. I mean, I'm I'm definitely picking the Broncos to win too, just because of the quarterback. Uh, I mean, it's here's a here's a question for you. I mean, we all know what to expect, right? The graphics, the d- dramatization all week. Russ returning. Um, do you think fans are going to boo Russell Wilson, Seahawks fans? I mean, because I'm seeing all these graphics of like a corny, a corn Russell Wilson. And I was making fun of Russell Wilson until he's my guy. I'll still make fun of him. I love him now. You can call him corny. You can call him whatever you want. I think he's authentic. And I think he's okay with whatever. And seeing him kind of poke fun of himself a little bit like Peyton does, I think just bonded him even closer to Broncos country because that yeah. schedule release video, Carl, Man, that thing was fire. You can keep your anime chargers crap to yourself. <laughs> I don't need that. And I'm a comic book guy, too. I love my comics. But I don't need that in my life. I need Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson. And that was super cool. The schedule release video. Uh, I absolutely loved it, man. Yeah. Yeah. No video from any other team has had as much star power as what the Broncos brought. He had John Elway coming in at the end. <laughs> scooter. Yeah, I'm the scooter. Yes, that's right. It, yeah, it just it was it was beautiful. I I showed my wife, and she's not a big football fan, but yeah. even she recognized most of the people in the video and was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." But uh, all right, we got our our main man Paul coming in here with a wow. fifty dollars super chat. Thank you so much, Paul. Saying showing support for great work these guys do. Last six games will get us playoff ready. Yeah, yeah. If the Broncos can even go three and three through that stretch. I feel like I feel very confident about their chances in the playoffs. You know, the AFC, it's going to be just a, a who's who of you might have six of the top seven teams in football all in the AFC this year. Mm. When, when you're really looking at it, I mean, I guess you got Tampa Bay, Green Bay. I don't look at them as a great team right now, just their wide receiver room. Horrible. Who? Yeah. Uh, you know, they still have a great quarterback. They're going to have a great defense. They're going to have a strong run game, but I, I wouldn't put them in the top five or six teams for sure. Uh, so yeah, AFC, if you make it out of the AFC to the Super Bowl, you have earned your place to be there. That is for sure. There's not going to yeah. be an easy game along the way. The AFC is so nasty. You're absolutely right. And Paul, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you rocking with us. Cause Carl and I, uh, Carl, I hope it's as fun for you as it is for me, man, because Nick is, Nick is our guy, right? We love Nick, but sometimes it's fun to, to switch these shows up a little bit. Um, talk to some new friends and old friends that we don't regularly see. And it's cool to see folks in the chat, just like our guy, Michael and Michael's repping Broncos country hard out of Arizona. We appreciate you, Michael. And thank you so much. And here's another f- great name and friend of the show, Chase Wellner saying, uh, rich Eisen sleeping on Denver talks about transition with a new coach, but says nothing of Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Josh <laughs> McDaniels is moving kind of quietly out there. I guess in Las Vegas, we'll have to see, but the AFC West is absolutely stacked. I wrote an article last week from Jason Lock and Forrest saying that he actually picked the Broncos and the Chargers both for getting in the wild card. That's just how stacked that AFC is to your point. And I think the division is just such a beast. And you start talking about pass rushers. It makes me wonder about left tackle, right tackle, all these kinds of things. It's more than just the quarterbacks that are going to be teeing off. I know that's going to be the story. That's going to be the graphics. You're going to see Russell versus Pat. 
and that is going to be super dope. And I can't wait to see it. Uh, you're going to see Justin Herbert versus Russell Wilson. I mean, all these cool things. And the Chargers video was kind of cool, I guess, when they showed Russell Wilson for what, like half a second? I mean, give me a break. The guy's a nine-time Pro Bowl or Super Bowl champ. Uh, but now nah, it's going to be interesting. Seattle Broncos week one. Uh, Jeff is weighing in here saying if Drew starts, he could be dangerous. Um, no, I don't think so. I, I think that Seattle is losing it a little bit. They might have just a little twinge of jealousy, a little bit of bitterness, because when Pete Carroll's out there saying that Drew Locke would have been the number one quarterback taken in this draft, Carl. Like, I hear you. It's a bad quarterback class. I yeah. hear you. But no, dude, Drew Locke would not have been taken as the first quarterback in this draft class. What say you? There's a couple guys I would have definitely taken over <laughs> Drew Locke. <laughs> Who? Uh, Who would, go ahead. Let's, let's Malik Willis, for sure. Boom. Thank you. Would have been one. Kenny Pickett. I, I just, Kenny Pickett, yeah. Even with his small hands, he still he showed well in, in his college game and, and showed improvement every single year. Um, so I, I would have probably been pretty excited about him as well. And he can think. Kenny Pickett can think. That's the thing. Like, yeah. And I, I'm kidding a little bit, of course, but it's it's not the physical limitations for Drew. It never has been. It's right. can you transition the chalkboard to the fields? That's the biggest thing at any position, but especially quarterback. And that's what minicamp is about. That's what this weekend is about. Coach Hackett was asked yesterday, you know, what are you expecting out of these rookies? And he just kept reemphasizing over and over learning. This yeah. is about learning. It's about teaching. I find that fascinating. Um, I don't particularly enjoy tests like written tests and stuff like that. Right. But I've dived down a wormhole, Carl, where I've read books talking about the psychology behind test taking strategies, things like that, and how we actually react. But to hear Nathaniel Hackett's take about learning and hiring all these different positions, teaching how to teach um, these outsourcing from the Broncos of how to teach synergy. And uh, it's not like they're doing like a hippie seminar over there with, you know, harmony and all this kind of crap, but they're really focused on learning. And I think that's fascinating because you've got a natural curve coming from college to the NFL. And I think these youngins got to get schooled up and it starts this weekend here in Denver. Yeah. And and the nice thing is even the coaches realize they have a learning curve that they need to go through. Um, I think it was um, ever was talking about having Dom Capers in the building. You know, just having that that voice of of experience. I forgot Dom was even here until you I know I did too. Now, dude, yeah. how dare me? Like, I, how dare me? <laughs> the legend, but no, I mean him talking about him. Uh, talked about some of the other guys that they're just having as specialty coaches that are kind of there just to oversee everything, just be a voice to kind of bounce ideas off of. And Michael coming in and saying Montreal Washington said he would go through a wall for a special teams coach Dwayne Stukes. Uh, today during his presser after rookie minicamp. Yeah, he was he was fun to listen to. I got to say, as much as I yeah. hated the pick, okay, he, he is a fun listen. And and you hope that he can turn into something great. And and he talked about, they said, uh, they asked a question, um, what, what do you think is your best trait that you bring to, to being a returner? He said, fearlessness. I love that answer. Ooh, I got goosebumps. I know. You gave me goosebumps. Fearlessness. Yeah. Well, you better be because you're super tiny and you're going to get like your teeth caved in here uh -huh. any second if, unless you're calling for that fair catch. I absolutely love it, Michael. Thank you very much. Montreal, Washington. Yeah, that was we – were, we were on air together when that pick came in, and we were both kind of like, huh? from Samford and then I'm writing up the pick and I'm like, dude, to be honest, I had this cat so low undrafted. I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> I had to turn on, I had to turn on the, I had to go, I had to YouTube scout something. I'm always saying never do something. Uh -huh. Ozzie Newsom said, told me years ago. Um, but yeah, it's just, th this cat is odd. Dwayne Stukes though, bang the table for this guy and Dwayne Stukes right before the draft. I wrote up a quick piece at milehighhuddle.com that it said, you know, I want violent players. And I'm like, okay. So he was more or less also explaining in that answer. I'm not going to beg people to play special teams. You're here to work. And if you don't want to work, see you later. There you go. I'm not going to chase you around. I absolutely love that mentality. It's a come to work mentality. You should be proud. It, special teams should not be 
poo-pooed. I, it really shouldn't. I mean, like, I remember how excited I was when David Bruton was a special teams captain in the Josh McDaniels era. I mean, Broncos country falls in love with these special teams players, even if all they ever are is a special teams player or a package player. I mean, look at Will Parks, another guy that just made is still making bones in the NFL as a special teams veteran guy with the Jets right now. So, Michael, I absolutely love it. Uh, I had to yeah. get Amy here, though. Because the Seattle Seahawks are always throwing us shade. We got to get that up in Seattle. Rustless in Seattle. I absolutely love it. I'm not a big rom-com guy. There are a few rom-coms I'll do. I'll do like, I'll do like, uh, I like Meet the Parents a lot with De Niro and Stiller. Because those two are just absolutely hilarious. But um, what's the one with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston? Where they the break like up. the breakup, dude. That one I'll do. I'll do like those like comedic chick flicks every now and again, right. but they don't make them like they used to. Right. Yeah, they've gotten a little weird. But uh, now something else I loved about the Washington pick is um, Stukes was actually talking about he wasn't the one that found him. It was uh, Azani, wide receivers coach Azani. Really? Said, hey, I found this wide receiver that I really like, but he's really good at special teams. Take a look at him. And the Stukes watched him and said, yeah, I love this kid. And so actually both of them were pounding the table for him. So it makes me feel a little better when you got two position coaches wow. that are, well, I guess one special teams coordinator, one position coach, both pounding the table for this guy. So they see something more than what we see. You know, I, I'll, I'll be honest. It was hard to find games that this guy played in. You got the Florida game. Everybody's seen that. And it's great to watch that one. But I like to see the – Okay, what's his best game? What's his worst game? I want to watch all of those. And uh, obviously, like I said, it's hard to find those. But we'll, we'll see what he can bring to the table. You know, maybe he'll prove us all wrong and that he'll be that diamond in the rough that nobody sees coming and he becomes that star player. Like you said, special teams guys, they can get recognized. They go out there and make mm -hmm. plays. Thrill Davis, and that's how he made his mark to start off his career, that huge play in the preseason game where he ran down the field and just had the big Tokyo. hit. Yep. And uh, so, you know, he's even talked about right before that he was thinking about quitting football. Then he goes out and makes that play. Everybody's talking about him, makes the team boom, becomes a hall of famer. And mm. so special teams can change a person's career. I hope these guys understand that I'd bring guys in like Terrell Davis, Bruton, bring him back. Kayvon Webster, bring him in. I mean, his work in the playoffs in that 2015 season helped win a Super Bowl. Yep. You know, it, you don't always remember all of those plays, but some of his work of getting down the field and pinning a team inside the five yard line, huge. And That's, the Broncos yeah. have been terrible at special teams. You, <laughs> every game when you're going in, knowing you are losing that part of the game, you know, you got three phases of the game. You already know you're losing special teams. That mm. means you've got to win offense and defense just to win the game. And Broncos were not good at offense, obviously. A few games weren't great at defense. And, and so at least now Broncos look like they have a better chance to be good on special teams. Yeah. And with Montreal, Washington, you know, another thing, I guess he's, he's leading everybody in gassers. That's one thing that they brought up at the presser too. I mean, he's out there in the front of the pack as you should be. You're the fastest guy on the team. Uh, KJ Hamler. I'm told they don't want him anywhere near the special teams unit right now. They just yeah. want to ease him along. So no, I don't think KJ Hamler's anywhere near the punt return, kick return role. So they want to just kind of milk that a little bit with that uh, rehab that KJ Hamler, these speedy guys, man, you got to watch for some of these injuries because if they lose their explosion, it could be really, really tough. And yeah, it's just KJ Hamler. It, it was interesting to hear from him a little bit this week, um, trying to find out and project KJ Hamler's role is very hard for me, at least Carl this year, because yeah. obviously the ideal thing is you, I'd love him in the slot, but you know, then you look at Jerry Judy and I'm like, well, I love him in the slot too. You, you've got your two big body perimeter guys. You could put Jerry Judy out there on the perimeter if you want as well, but you've got so many options. KJ Hamler, I think just sometimes gets a little bit lost for me. And I don't know if that's strictly because it's an embarrassment of riches or I'm waiting on his rehab to recover. What do you really make of KJ Hamler and the new look Nathaniel Hackett, Justin Outen offense? Yeah, you're right. There's going to be some challenges. I think the nice thing that he brings is he obviously offers that deep speed ability to win over the top, to stretch a defense out. And 
what does Russell Wilson do best? Throw it deep. Yeah. So KJ Hamler can at least find a role that way. You know, you hit a couple of them deep, make a defense have to back off. Then you, you attack them with the run game. Then when they start creeping up, say, KJ Hamler, get back out there, win over the top. You know, and, and so it's kind of that nice little give and take of if you can try to attack teams in different ways because you have all these unique weapons. But you're right. It's going to be hard. I mean, which receiver do you want to take off the field between Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy? And then on top of that, you know, you got Albert Okawebenam. Now you got Greg Dulcich as well. Like, he's probably the rookie I'm most excited about for his rookie season. I, I love him. You're, you're muted right now. So to do, yeah, to do this, you have to unmute your mic, folks. It's yeah. my first day doing this. No, Greg, dude. Greg, Greg, Greg. I absolutely love this cat. Um, yeah, I'm excited for him, too. Nick Benito, I think, is getting a little overshadowed by by Greg, if I might say so myself. Maybe it's just me, and I'm getting excited. But uh, got to hear from Greg a little bit yesterday, I believe it was, and he comes up there wearing those white socks, and he's got the hair, and he's saying the hair is here to stay. I love the confidence. I think some people are taking it as arrogance, but you've got to have somewhat of confidence in yourself to play in the NFL, especially if you're a walk-in or walk-on, excuse me, at UCLA. Um, man, talks about getting the phone call from Albert O, from who Who else? I'm trying to think. Austin, or Beck, Andrew Beck. Um, some of his teammates on the tight end room saying, welcome to Denver. And I'm just thinking, man, Nick is giving me hell every week because he's like, Russell Wilson doesn't utilize the tight end. What he historically hasn't had great tight ends in Seattle folks. Name me the last great tight end that Russell Wilson played with. And don't say Jimmy Graham. Do not say <laughs> Jimmy Graham because yeah, he, was he was a shell of himself as soon as New Orleans traded him there. Uh, the smartest thing the Saints ever did was not pay Jimmy Graham because yep. Jimmy Graham, if you remember, and I know you do, he wanted that big wide receiver money. And while Russell Wilson loves to go deep, this AFC West is going to respond as going deep. They've got to somehow combat some of those big deep balls. So what can Russell Wilson do? He could utilize the middle of the field. He's got awesome, awesome, awesome ability in the tight end room with Alberto, Greg Dolchich. I'm really excited to see him. Well, we got, uh, of course, Disley Riptide is letting us know. No, yep. that, that only happens when he plays the Broncos, but every tight end <laughs> looks like a Hall of Fame tight end at that point. Uh, yeah, I, I, Dulcich, I, I'm very excited. Just watching his routes, man, he is so smooth as a tight end. You don't see tight ends moving like that. No. And, you know, he doesn't have the long speed that you love to see, but he's got that short area quickness that I think is more important, especially for the tight end position. And we got Heath Holmes coming in saying, I think Russ is setting up to use the tight end like never before and shut up all the haters. I think so. I, I think there's mm -hmm. a good chance he's got – Obviously, Albert Obawakanam, big tight end. I mean, red zone guy, go out there. He could put up eight touchdowns and only have maybe 20 catches on the season. Yeah. Just because you throw it up and let him go above the rim. Well, and that's what drives me crazy when Nick's like, Russ doesn't use, utilize the tight ends. And I guess my, my argument to that has always been, is Russell Wilson a Hall of Fame quarterback? Because the last time I checked, Hall of Fame quarterbacks take what defenses give them. And that's exactly what the tight end position should be for the Denver Broncos because the receivers are just so ungodly deep in this on this team. I mean, to have to plan for potentially three number ones, good Lord, that should leave your tight end uh, sitting there saying, hey, I'm here in case you need me or yeah. <laughs> two of them. And then you start talking about this rookie that's being asked, hey, what about blocking? And he's up there saying, yeah, I'll block. Absolutely. I'm being coached up, but I'm willing to do whatever's asked of me. And I think yeah. maybe you could even see this cat playing uh, some special teams this year and making an impact there. He, he did at UCLA. So he's one of those guys. He, like you said, he was a walk on but yet he still played as a true freshman as a walk-on at Insane. UCLA that just that, that I think that never happened before for UCLA. So it just kind of wow. shows the kind of person he is that he's willing to put in the work and, and he's going to make sure that he's going to be great. And Can so you? like I said, if, if I was going to, if I was going to bank on any of these players in this draft that the Broncos just had being mm. a great player, Dulcich would be my choice just because Me? I think he has that combination of both being a good player with having a good mind and spirit about him. 
Andy's, I think he's uh, his natural authenticity for who he is as we start to know him uh, is very marketable, not only for yeah. himself, but for this team and in the league. He has got the look, he's got the charisma, he's got the ability. I could see it now. I don't know how he is on the football field, but I could see him being that next big tight end that you're talking about in the NFL, just because if you've got that want to. And you've got the quarterback, you've got the offensive mind in Nathaniel Hackett. I think in a couple of years, you could expect really big things. Obviously, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to develop. He's got to continue to mature. But those things, if you're investing and you're talking about trending up, this guy is someone I would definitely throw a few dollars in in terms of investing. I found it weird, uh, to be honest, about the rookie signings. And maybe you could clear this up for me. They come in waves, but... When they drag on a little bit, I mean, what's the point? What what are we snagged up on? Because it's like you're drafted to the team. That team owns your rights. I think the Broncos almost have every rookie signed yeah. by now. I could be completely off. Um, but Greg was one of those guys. Greg Dolchich. Dolchich? Dolchich? Dolchich. Yeah. All right. I'm, get, I'm getting it. It's not Okuebunam, but I'm getting it. Uh it's a little odd for me, man. What what do you make of sometimes the snags of rookie contracts before they're officially done in, in minicamp? Because right now there's a whole lot of bodies over there from the drafted rookies to the undrafted rookies at UC Health training camp going through um, mini mini camp, rookie mini camp. Yeah, usually, I mean, the only thing that they can really argue over is some of the, the signing bonus that the overall money is pretty much set. This is what it's going to be for this pick. But how it's divided up, like I said, signing bonus, different uh, workout bonuses, all those kind of things, they can get a little bit more leeway on how they're going to do those. And so some guys fight a little bit harder for it. And I mean, I don't blame them. You're not getting a whole lot of money as a rookie. I would say they probably need to relook at some of that and maybe bump up some of those pay. I, I, I say that on their behalf more so than what I actually want, because I'm mean, obviously I want right. more room to spend money elsewhere if right. at all possible. And it's slotted. I mean, with it yeah. following in the rounds and where you're at, that salary has that projected range, just like everything else. So sometimes that's a little messy, but we're rocking and rolling. And this rookie mini camp is just about done. And then I think what mandatory mini camps coming up mm -hmm. and then the vets, the rookies are together and then there's going to be a break and that's going to be that big inhale before you exhale right before training yep. camp and we're rocking and rolling so i hear you guys jerry judy bad news this week but tons of optimism moving forward and lots of good things going on over there at uc health training center amy bright weighing in saying uh undrafted rookie free agent jalen virgil is a very good returner as well. Washington has some competition in camp. Carl, Amy is exactly right. When I saw the list of undrafted free agents uh, two days after the draft ended, because I was just absolutely burnt out, I couldn't, I couldn't write anymore. I couldn't talk anymore. I'm like, oh, the undrafted guys. I know one of our our cats will pick them up. But man, there's a lot of rookie talent over there, and don't be surprised if you see some of these undrafted guys beat the the drafted ones out. Oh, for sure. You know, I, I actually loved, this is probably one of my favorite undrafted rookie classes for the Broncos that I've seen in a while. Uh, you got Christian Harris, edge rusher. Honestly, if he didn't have mm. his injuries, he would have been maybe a borderline first round pick, second round pick kind of guy. I love him. He, he actually has ability to, to hold the edge a lot better than what I saw from Bonito. Um, Got the same kind of bend and ability to get around the edge, make plays. Uh, he's a fumble machine. Loves to knock that football out. And uh, so, like I said, that, that's one of those guys that I think I like everybody's going to be looking back and going, why didn't we draft this guy? Like, just <laughs> sit, spend a seventh-round pick on him because he's got some talent if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I like him too. And Nathaniel Hackett was asked a little bit yesterday about some of the history of uh, undrafted players making the team and definitely aware of it. But uh, George Payton, I mean, it's George Payton's job to get these coaches as much talent and as many guys that they can get their eyes on and grade. And again, you're trying to keep your some of your starters healthy as well. 
um, it's a cutthroat business. So sometimes they do need some warm bodies over there. I'm going to go ahead and just say it now. I know the Broncos, what they signed a quarterback, I think the other day. Um, right. So you're starting yeah. to see, you're starting to see some people asking about, cause that's a very, that's right. The sexiest position in the NFL quarterback. So anytime there's a new quarterback transition, um, or our transaction, I should say, it's going to get people's attention, but didn't get mine and the reason being you got josh johnson here you got brett ripping um sometimes you need all these receivers to be able to catch in order to catch they need someone to throw them the ball and that's this time and you're going to see some guys that got tryouts before the draft to get some looks and get some reps as well but it's a very very exciting time of the year and as we start to close up our show for mhi because we've already spent an hour with you guys rocking on saturday nights d porter is coming in with some love really appreciate you hey guys what round do you think i should target javante williams in i'm super high on him but don't want to overbid and this sounds like a fantasy question and a really good question carl where would you uh slot pookie for folks in fantasy unfortunately i would take him later than probably what he's going to go just because Melvin Gordon is here and we saw last year, Melvin Gordon is a red zone machine, machine. fumble machine, distraction, (laughs) jerk, whatever you want. (laughs) We have a little differing opinions on what Melvin Gordon brings, but, but they love him on goal line situations because he's that veteran knows what he's doing, does well picking up the tough yards. Uh, And, and so Unfortunately, I think he's going to take away a lot of Javante's touchdowns that he would be bringing to the table. I think Javante is going to end up with more yards. I think he's going to end up with more touches, but I think they're going to be pretty even on touchdowns. He's not going to be completely that bell bell cow back that you're looking for in the first round. So second round, if he is there, yeah, go for him. Third round, for sure. Make sure you are getting this guy if he's there in the third round. But, um, But I'd also maybe try to pair him with Melvin Gordon later. Like you might be able to get Melvin Gordon later because if one of them goes down, then all of a sudden you got the bell cow back and it's looking good for you. Yeah. I, man, I hate to say it. You're right. Just because, you know, know, when Melvin Gordon got re-signed, I was just, I was super pissed off because I see no need for it. I really don't. I, I just, the guy to me is so unreliable. I get that he had a decent year, but in the big moments when the chips are down, I think he's unaccountable. Um, I think he, is only here because he was Russell Wilson's teammate in Wisconsin. If Russ wasn't here, I don't think Melvin Gordon would be here. And by that nature, you're going to see a lot of Melvin Gordon, especially like you said, Carl, in those, in those goal line situations, I'd pick up Javante just because he's the younger guy. Um, Go for it. If you want in the third round, I think would be safe, but if you want to go for it in the second, do it, but it's going to sting for, for a while. And you're going to have to feel those effects for the first half of your fantasy football season and hope that it pays off in the end. Um, don't sleep on, uh, on, on Pookie this year. Don't sleep on him. I think he's going to definitely surprise some people, but guys, we are hitting the one hour mark just past it. So we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Michael saying great show tonight, Luke and Carl let's ride and go Broncos. Absolutely appreciate you filling in pinch hitting for Nick. Um, we put so much work into this draft season. So I know all of us really try to band together and support each other when we get a little bit of time off because we all need it. We're always talking about taking care of you of each other taking care of ourselves our family i know mother's day was last weekend so happy belated mother's day to all you moms out there but it's really really important and when those things happen it's cool to be able to chalk it up with you man yeah no i appreciate you reaching out and saying hey nick's gonna be gone would you like to come on um man i love always getting a chance to talk to you and especially getting you know here especially the second half of the show getting to talk about draft picks and uh, what mm. what the Broncos are going to look like uh, the, the Jerry Judy stuff. I mean, we need to talk about it just because it's important. Yeah. It's big news that's going on, but at the same time, it's, it's good to look at, look ahead to what we got to look forward to. You know, this is going to be a great season oh, and I, I just can't wait. I, unfortunately it's only May. I'm like, man, why can't September already be here? We got to wait a few months. But that's no right. wake me up when May ends. You know, yeah. it used to be the September <laughs> thing. But uh, no, I hear you, man. There's a lot of good things coming in Broncos country, guys. Be good to each other. I know it's cool to to disagree, but this Jerry Judy thing does not need to divide us as people or as a fan base. Remember what it was like when you were 23 years old as well. 
and uh let's let's show a little bit of grace to each other and i'm probably it's funny hearing that from me because i can be very judgmental and awful when it comes to these sort of things but it's important until we get those details folks to really try to limit our speculation as best as we can but the good news is russell wilson is still here that culture's still changing george payton had what we all are expecting to be a, a good draft that is going to supplement more wins here in the future guys be sure to hit on over to the mother ship this is mile high insiders head on over to our pod twitter at mhi underscore pod twitter at mile high huddle you guys can always go ahead and get some uh some swag like carl's got the building the broncos hat on right now you could listen to that show every tuesday night 6 p.m mountain head on over to the huddle up pod.com get that swag on facebook bear with me guys i'm gonna learn how to get that facebook stream up as soon as this show is done facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and be sure to subscribe like and share leave us a review let us know how we're doing we're always pumped to give you guys all of our opinions and rap broncos because things have changed overnight it is a new day here in broncos country and russell wilson is still your quarterback so guys again be sure to hit that like button on the way out appreciate you dylan thanks for the reminder for carl i'm luke saying let's ride You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.